0: everybody, welcome back to Locked On Oilers, Thursday edition of the program. Boy, it's already Thursday. Time really is at a loss right now. Can't tell what day of the week it is, what time of the day it is. It's just, we're in this kind of weird, ugh, moment, I suppose. And certainly, uh, as we go through the COVID-19 situation, one of the funny things about the situation, not that there's a lot of funny things, because this is horrible, and it's certainly done uh, a lot of bad in our world and wreaked havoc on, on the economy and people's lives. And obviously, many people have, have uh, succumbed to COVID-19. But I guess one of the moments of brief comic relief is the fact that nobody can tell what day it is anymore. So if you're looking on the bright side a little bit, it's Thursday. I had to think about it, and here we are back together again for another edition of Locked On Oilers. Tom Gazzola with you from TSN 1260, Edmonton's sports leader, host of the Oilers pre- and post-game show on 1260, whenever we get going again. I'll be back in studio with my man, Connor Halley as well as Hernan Salas, good friend of the podcast, and I can't wait for that date to come. Looks like we're kind of inching closer to that. You know, it seems like there might be a little bit of light breaking through at the end of the tunnel, not a ton, of course, plenty of hurdles to cross before we get to that point where we see hockey again, medical experts need to have their say, scientists need to do what they need to do, and governments have to give their blessing after taking in all the necessary information from the exports, and then perhaps hockey, that would be lovely, I hope. Fingers crossed, positivity, good vibes, all of those things. But we still have a good show for you today. We're going to take another look at some of the Oilers franchise greatest moments. Yesterday, we did that with Grant Fear and Paul Coffey, who held a media availability talking about the 1987 Stanley Cup. Of course, the Oilers winning that one in seven games against the Philadelphia Flyers. Today, we're going to take a look back. And I said this yesterday, some of the more not obscure moments in franchise history that were great, but maybe some of the ones that kind of flew under the radar a little bit. And we're going to do that today. I've got some great audio to share with you. And what I am going to point out as a greatest moment is when the Oilers first became members of the National Hockey League. And we're going to hear about that. I'm going to describe it a little bit. And we'll go into that a bit, certainly. And we also have a great day in hockey history as well at the end of the show with some audio from some interviews I did working on a documentary now five four or five years ago man time flies so we'll get into that but before that the Oilers did have some news today assigning Marcus Linen signed to an entry-level contract he's a 21 year old defenseman he just finished up his third season in the Finnish SM Liga and first with Asat he had seven points this year, one goal, six assists, 42 penalty minutes, and a minus six plus minus rating in 55 games. And uh, he did help HPK capture the SM Liga championship in 2019. That was his second full season in Finland's top professional league when he did that. He is six foot six, 190 pounds, and appeared in 147 SM Liga games, 15 points. In those 147 career games, three goals, 12 assists, 74 penalty minutes, minus 13 rating. He also played in the OHL with the Sagina spirit from 2015 to 2017. He's from Kuopio, Finland, and he represented the Finns at the 2015 and 2016 World Under-18 Hockey Championships, winning a gold medal in 2015 and silver in 2016. He was Edmonton's third-round draft pick, 63rd overall at the 2016 NHL draft. So there you go, an ELC for Marcus Niemalainen. Two-year deal there for the lanky Finnish defenseman. Also, we heard that the Oilers had signed defenseman Theodor Lindström to an entry-level contract. The 25-year-old just finished up his fourth year in the Swedish Hockey League. First with Frolunda, helped them to capture the Champions Hockey League, and he led all defensemen there with three goals. Six-foot, 190-pound blue liner appeared in 151 career SHL games with 59 points, 11 goals, 38 assists, 70 penalty minutes, with a plus-22 rating. He's from Stockholm, and so the Oilers signing him to an ELC one-year deal there noted for his Good mobility. Apparently, he's a very strong skater. And today, the Oilers held a media availability with Theodore Lindström. Let's go to that.
1: What are you most excited about in joining the the Oilers and trying out for the NHL?
2: Just just to have the opportunity to come come to a team like Edmonton uh, and uh, and to the NHL for sure. That that has been my dream for for a long time. So it's very exciting and. Uh, yeah, it feels feels unreal still. Uh,
1: another question from Tony. For those of you who, those of us who aren't familiar with your game, what type of player are you? What do you think your your uh, strongest suits are? Your skills, and what can you bring to the Oilers?
2: Uh, I think my my strongest ability is uh, my skating for sure, and uh, also my vision. And uh, I I fight in uh, every battle. So that's the three three most. Uh, Best part of myself, I would say
1: um, we also know that you've seen uh, another Oiler prospect, Philip Broberg up close in the Swedish Hockey League. Just what are your thoughts on him and uh, how he's coming along as a as a player
2: yeah I think he's a he's a great skater as well uh, I played him against him a lot this year, and uh, I think he's he's a good kid and he he will be be great he will be a great hockey player. So I think he's he's
1: uh, he's very good. You you've been playing. We played with frolanda this past year. Uh, champions Hockey League uh, champions. You led all defensemen goals. I believe you also won uh, the Champions League uh, with uh, Färjestad. Just wondering, those achievements. How how was it for you as a team and as personally uh, to do that well in that type of competition?
2: Yeah, uh, of course it's it was big for me and for the team uh that was my first uh, champion that i won ever so that was i think the best feeling so far in my hockey career uh maybe maybe it comes second now when i signed with with edmonton uh but uh we had a great great time this year uh until of course uh, the bad situation in the world but uh uh, in the Champions Hockey League, we had a, a great success, and it was amazing to to win it all.
1: Um, obviously, Edmonton other fans are very familiar with a couple other uh, Swedish defensemen. Wondering if you you know Oscar Klefbom or Adam Larsson, if you have any uh, connection to those two, and and you can speak to also. I, I think you've played with uh, Joachim Nygaard, so maybe speak to that too.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm not familiar uh, familiar to uh Klefboom and Adam Larson, but I, I met uh a couple of times in, in Karlstad. Uh he's from from Vermland and uh played in Ferstad before so I met him a couple of times in the summers. And uh, yeah Joachim Nigor I played with him for for two years and uh, he's an amazing player and an amazing guy as well. So it's fun to be back with him for sure.
1: Uh, have you had any conversations with Nygaard either in uh, Nigard sorry, in in leading up to this decision, or maybe since uh, since you signed?
2: Yeah, both. Uh, I I talked to him a lot before I made my decision. I, he told me so many good things about the uh, the whole organization and the fans and everything. And uh, I've talked to him a couple of times afterwards uh, as well.
1: A question from uh, Otto Morand from NHL.com. What have you been up to since the end of the the Swedish season when the the season had to be abandoned?
2: At first, I I took a couple of weeks off. And uh, then I've just been working out uh, and uh, do the stuff uh, we can do over here. I think it's a little bit more open here than uh, in uh, America and in Canada. But yeah, just working out. I've been playing some golf, uh some paddle tennis and then just be at home.
1: A follow-up question from Otto, what do you think you need to improve on the most um in adapting to a smaller rink uh, as you'll have to do in the NHL or the American League? Yeah,
2: I've I've been watching NHL for a long time as well, so I know uh, you know you have to make uh, quicker decisions and uh, as well um In the battle area, uh, I think it's a bit tougher than in in the Swedish League. So uh, those two things.
0: If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants... Everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up. You guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKED ON. That's code LOCKED ON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first. Seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need, Postmate it. Big thank you to Andre Brin who heads up Oilers PR and you can hear him there on those media availabilities that are done through Zoom. So he navigates those and uh, asks the questions on our behalf to the subject and today it was Theodore Lindstrom. Let's take a look back at some of the greatest moments in Oilers franchise history. Yesterday was the 87 Stanley Cup. Today, we're going to look at the Oilers' entry into the National Hockey League after the merger with the WHA. And I thought that this would be a good one to point out because it kind of gets overlooked, and the Oilers had a weird entry into the NHL. It was with the merger with the Hartford Whalers, Winnipeg Jets, Quebec Nordiques, and of course, Edmonton. And, and this is one thing I didn't discover till later on in my adult life, I suppose. Maybe I found this out 15 years ago, reading about the merger, is that it wasn't really smooth. And the NHL and some of its member clubs weren't that receptive to having the four WHA teams enter the NHL and specifically the Canadian teams, Montreal, Vancouver, and Toronto all really ganged up on Quebec, Winnipeg, and Edmonton and did not want the NHL to allow them into the league. And they voted against them. Uh, the Canadian government had to try to step in. And then finally there was such a public backlash against the Habs and the Canucks and the Maple Leafs that they started to listen and, and on top of that on top of that there was a boycott of molson products so molson canadian all the beers that molson produces canada wide specifically in the soon to be nhl markets of winnipeg edmonton and quebec city they boycotted molson products and that was massive because molson is a huge sponsor of the nhl they're a massive sponsor of hockey night in canada And they ended up being a massive sponsor of the Oilers. Uh, I'm not sure if they were with the Jets at the time. I think the Jets are a Labatt entity now with Jets 2.0. I feel like they were back then as well. Uh, I think Winnipeg boycotted Molson quite a bit. And I'm not sure about Quebec City. I know that the Nordiques were owned by a rival brewery in Carling. But, uh, you know, the partnership with Molson and the Oilers is still a pretty strong one to this day. And I know that the Jets do have the Budweiser rink board ad. So I'm pretty sure that they are still with Labatt because Bud, I think, bought Labatt at some point, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago or even longer than that. But so that really helped turn the tide in and, and it changed the opinion of the Canucks executives and the Canadians executives. Uh, Harold Ballard still didn't want anything to do with it. And then they had to have another vote to see if the merger would happen. And sure enough, finally it was a 14 to three in favor vote, uh, of the Nordiques jets, Oilers and Whalers joining the national hockey league. That's insane. You know, uh, A couple weeks ago, Jonathan Willis at The Athletic wrote a a pretty good article describing how this all went down, and someone fired a bullet into the front door of the Molson Brewery in Winnipeg. So it, it kind of alarmed a lot of people. Ultimately, it worked out in favor of the Oilers, the Jets, the Nordiques, and the Hartford Whalers. Of course, three of the four teams moved on before Winnipeg got Uh, the Jets 2.0 and was able to buy the Atlanta thrashers and move them to Winnipeg. So really neat. I highly recommend the Jonathan Willis article. He goes into great detail about how it all went down. And uh, even, even though the the vote went 14 to three in favor, finally of moving those four teams from the WHA into the NHL, uh, it came at a huge cost to those four WHA teams when they did enter the National Hockey League. So I highly recommend if you have a subscription to The Athletic, or I know you can get the free 90-day subscription right now. They're doing that. Check out Jonathan Willis's article. It's really neat. tells you the story of how those teams struggled to get into the National Hockey League and then finally did so. And with that, I want to bring some audio to you from the Oilers' first National Hockey League game, which was played at Old Chicago Stadium against the Blackhawks. Let's take a trip back in time to 1979, the Oilers taking on the Chicago Blackhawks.
3: Tonight, an even larger step will be taken. More hockey history will be made as live from the stadium in Chicago, the Edmonton Oilers meet the Chicago Blackhawks. The National Hockey League has come to Edmonton on ITV. live on ITV. Edmonton Oilers have several new players in their lineup this year. They have several new youngsters, new faces. Of course, Wayne Gretzky is second year, only 18, and uh, he's certainly the key. Well, they're building their club around Wayne Gretzky. He certainly has the potential to be a superstar in the National Hockey League. Very slick center iceman, and just watch the plays that he uh, sets up his winger for those good scoring chances. And then there's the first-round draft pick, Kevin Lowe. Well, Kevin, 21 years old, good stick handler, plays the point with a lot of poise, and has always seems to come up with that good play to his wingman. Chicago Blackhawks, Gary Dornhopper, I'm Tim Dancy, and this hockey game tonight about to get underway. Gary, the netminers uh, this evening, we've seen them before. Well, Tony Esposito for the Blackhawks, he's been around a long time, and over his career of 642 games, he has a 2.62 average. What a competitor he is. And on the other end, Dave Dryden, stand-up goaltender, cut down those angles, and big things are expected of great dice this year uh, in the order. Then took a nudge from Lysiak. Lumley, playing it into Chicago territory as Keith Magnuson goes back for it. Just into the hockey game, it's scoreless. History in the making, the Oilers' first ever in NHL league game has Stan McKenna. The shot! And down is Dryden with the crowd. They score! Brighton is going to complain about this with a referee, Bob Myers. What do you think, Gary? Well, we'll have to wait. I don't know if uh, Myers is calling that a goal or not. I I guess he is. One second ago, the game is over. And the Chicago Blackhawks defeat the Edmonton Oilers 4-2. A good team effort by the Blackhawks. They came to play tonight, did a very good job of forechecking, taking their wingers and a strong performance by Tony Esposito. And so the final score once again, the Edmonton Oilers 2, the Chicago Blackhawks 4. In a moment the Molson three-star selection
0: Wow. Uh, There you have it. That was from the first ever Oilers National Hockey League game back on October 10th, 1979 at Chicago Stadium. The Oilers falling 4-2 to Tony Esposito and the Blackhawks, allowing a goal on the first shift of the game. Dave Dryden, brother of Ken, in goal for the Oilers. Kevin Lowe, officially the first goal scorer in Oilers history. Some say that it may have gone off of Wayne Gretzky, but it was credited to Kevin Lowe. So that is our greatest moment in franchise history for this episode of Locked On Oilers. It's been a great episode of Locked On Oilers. Hope you've been enjoying it. That brings us now to this day in hockey history, April 30th, 1986. This one lives on in infamy And my oh my, I've had the good pleasure of talking to the players from this game, in this game, part of the play that broke up what could have been a a five-in-a-row run by the Oilers when it comes to Stanley Cups, Edmonton winning four Cups in a matter of five seasons. But on this day, April 30th, 1986, Edmonton Oilers defenseman Steve Smith inadvertently scored into his own net at 514 of the third period and the goal stood up in a 3-2 Calgary win over the Oilers in the seventh game of the Smythe Division Finals. Absolutely heartbreaking for Oilers fans. To this day, one of the most sour moments in Oilers history. It's funny, you're contrasting some of the greatest moments in franchise history this week, and today it was the Oilers' entry into the National Hockey League And we end this episode with a really, really tough moment in Oilers history when Steve Smith banked the puck off of Grant Fuhrer's leg and into the back of the net. The Oilers still had plenty of time to try to tie things up against the Flames. Couldn't do it. And credited with the goal for the Flames was Perry Berezin, an Edmonton native, grew up here went to high school with my uncle Diego. I remember my uncle telling me that he went to high school with Perry Bears. I'm like, who the heck is Perry Bears? And he's like, he's the guy that was credited for the goal that sunk the Oilers in the playoffs in 1986. And I was like, which goal was that? And he goes, Steve Smith, banking it off of Grant Fears leg. I was like, wow, you went to high school with the guy that got credit for that goal. He's like, yeah. So absolutely crazy. A small world to a certain degree. And as a bonus today, we have some audio talking about that moment. During our filming of the documentary of Farewell Rexall Place, during my time with Oilers TV, I actually sat down with Steve Smith, Grant Fier, uh Glenn Sather, and we spoke to them about that moment. And myself and Jeff Nash, who you know from Rinks Around the League, we were like, boy, do we ask Steve about this? And Steve and I have a pretty good relationship from his time as an assistant coach with the Edmonton Oilers. You know, he's moved on. He was an assistant with Carolina. At the time when we interviewed him, he was with the Hurricanes. And uh, he's now with the Buffalo Sabres alongside Ralph Kruger. And I wasn't sure if Smitty would be kosher with me asking him. And I, I said, you know what? I got to try it. You know, it's been 30 years since it happened. Or at that point, it was almost 30 years since it happened. Let's give it a shot. And Steve gave us a phenomenal answer. So, too, did Grant Fuhrer. And Jeff Nash actually had a chance to speak to Kevin Lowe. So, here is Steve Smith, Grant Fuhr, and Kevin Lowe discussing that own goal, the one that Steve Smith banked in off of the back of Grant Fear's leg on this day 34 years ago, April 30th, 1986. Scoring
1: the goal in, uh, in 86 was, uh, was a very difficult time in, in, in my sports life. If you really look at it and say, okay, sports is sports and things like that happen, and, and, and you can't allow something like that to define you as a person or as an athlete, what it did was um, people that know me now know the humility that I have and the, and the way that I cheer for people. Um, and it's a very difficult thing to, to, uh, to do when you're playing sports, is to hope the other team has their best night and you have a better night. That's the way I think of sports now. You never want to see anyone ever have to go through the situation that I went through. So I cheer for everyone every single night, and I uh, and I hope now that I'm better that
0: any given night that I play against them. I think it's three or four minutes in, so we had lots of time to come back. It just at that time just wasn't our turn. Uh, we may have had a beer or two afterwards. I mean that's just one of the unfortunate breaks of hockey.
1: You know the metamorphosis of a loss isn't certainly one play, and I really you know strongly believe that we weren't the same team. We didn't play at the same level of compete in that series that we had in previous series, and we learned a good lesson.
0: Big thank you to Steve Smith uh, elaborating on that moment, sharing how it helped him to grow professionally and as a person and and the profound impact that it had on him and how it motivated the Oilers the next season to get back to the big dance and win the Stanley Cup. They do it again, of course, in 1988 and then 1990 without Wayne Gretzky. And really interesting to hear their takes on that moment in franchise history. This day, 34 years ago, Steve Smith scoring on his own goal, banking the puck off of Grant fear And I said to Smitty after, I'm like, thank you so much. He's like, he's like, you know what, Tommy, no big deal. Nobody wants to ask me about that. They're afraid to ask me, and I'm more than okay with talking about it. And a big thank you to Steve Smith. I'll remember that. For the rest of my life, when he discussed that massive moment in Oilers' history for all the wrong reasons. Hope you enjoyed the look back in time when it came to this day in hockey history. A sad moment when the Oilers lost to the Flames, the own goal by Steve Smith. And then one of the greatest moments when the Oilers were incorporated into the National Hockey League on March 30th, 1979. The NHL voted 14 to 3 its member clubs in favor of allowing the Jets, Oilers, Nordiques, and Whalers to enter the National Hockey League. That does it for this episode of Locked On, Oilers. Be sure to tell your smart device to play Locked On NHL. Myself and Joe DiBiase from Locked On Sabres have got you covered. Going into every weekend. Take care, everyone. Talk to you tomorrow.